You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. we'll be talking about Herbie Hancock Headhunters. In the room I have Rob. I can dig it. Ben. Yes I can. And Adam. Yep. Headhunters is the 12th studio album by the American pianist and composer Herbie Hancock released on October 13th 1973 on Columbia Records. The producer was Herbie Hancock and Dave Rubinson. The genre is jazz funk and jazz fusion and I'll read from All Music Review Stephen Thomas Erwine. Headhunters was a pivotal point in Herbie Hancock's career, bringing him into the vanguard of jazz fusion. Hancock had pushed avant-garde boundaries on his own albums and with Miles Davis, but he never devoted himself to the groove as he did on Headhunters. Drawing heavily from Sly Stone, Curtis Mayfield, and James Brown, Hancock developed deeply funky and even gritty rhythms over which he soloed on electric synthesizers bringing the instruments to the forefront in jazz. It had all the sensibilities of jazz, particularly in the way it wound off in long improvisations, but its rhythms were firmly planted in funk, soul, and R&B, giving it a mass appeal that made it the biggest selling jazz album of all time until it was later broken. Jazz purists, of course, decried the experiments at the Hmm. time, but Headhunters still sounds fresh and vital decades after its initial release, and its genre-bending proved vastly influential on not only jazz, but funk, soul, and hip-hop. All right, what do we think of Headhunters? Uh, na-da. Na-da. Uh, <laughs> what could you not like about this? Uh, <laughs> just... One thing, only one thing I disliked about this record, and that is that on the title track, it could have ended, what I think, three... and That title track. The, the first track, Chameleon. Chameleon. Uh, could have ended four times, and they chose to fade out instead. Mm. And that, that, that still bothers me, huh. like, on the 12th listen. Like, they intentionally, like, faded out instead of, like... Because like, they have four four specific, like... And then they kick back in. And they they decide to fade it out. And I, I, I don't get that. I don't hmm. fucking get it. There's I a hear Modern Lovers song on their first album that during the fade out, you can hear the band end the song. Like, the song has an ending. Uh, it has that's an ending. Like, Ta-da! And it's like, wow, they're faking it out. <laughs> that, oh. sounds like a, that sounds like not being able to, like, the, not having enough time in the studio to correct the thing. That Then when you listen to it back, you're like, oh, no. Kyle has thought you know what that, fade out. That's one of those things where you say that it's a fade out, and then the engineer sends you the wrong file. And you're like, that, that literally, I found out two days ago that we have a track that's on like our covers records where I was like, 
oh my God, I told him to correct this and he sent me the wrong file again. And it's just like, I just submitted it thinking it was the correct one. Yeah. But so be it. <laughs> That's what's forever. There's one Sump Pumps track. It just happens. I forget the name of it, but it, Kyle, his vocals were supposed to be like, it was just supposed to be cut off, and it just sounds like he's falling down a well. <laughs> oh <my laughs> and oh it, it haunts him to this day. That stuff is so agonizing. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, no. No fucking duh, man. This is just like four awesome songs. On Killer the, players. Oh yeah. my god! Like, and the, like, the, I think this might be the first time synthesizers are introduced into any arena in my ears that are actually like, oh, that's dirty. Oh, that guy knows how to play, and he's doing a thing. I think listen to him twist all these knobs. Oh my god! What about the tanto? Yeah, I mean Stevie Wonder was doing some some good stuff, but. Y- uh, point taken. Yeah. In, in the jazz realm, I mean, in, in the, in the visions is coming yeah. down the pipe, but yeah. this is the first time that like we've been introduced to someone who can really fucking... I mean, I'm sorry. Keith Emerson did a great job, but he was not funky. <laughs> and this I'm is I'm still standing fucking... with, with Talking Book being funky and crazy synthy. You missed that week. Ah, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. My bad, y'all. No, but you're right. I mean, as far as jazz go, as far as... This doesn't even feel like funk? jazz to me. It just feels R&B. funky as hell. Oh yeah, it's, it reminds me of funk more than anything. It's it's awesome. Yeah. This thing drives too. There's so many parts that each song, each part is has this interplay between each player. It's great. It's so good. I've seen this cover Pivotal. so many times. Yeah, and I never picked it up. And then upon first listen, Chameleon's so in- instantly recognizable. I'm like, oh, this... It, this song that I know from being alive is on yeah. this album that I've yeah. seen a million times. Did you know Watermelon Man and Sly too? Mm, I no, I do because those are those are like heavily sampled and man, Watermelon yeah. Man has that fucking kick ass. What, what what are they doing in the beginning of it's that? It's a beer that, bottle. It's a beer bottle. <laughs> they're they're imitating uh, was I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. The Hindahu, the uh, the pygmy instrument. Yeah, I couldn't. But it's a beer bottle. Oh, yeah. that's so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're just messing also, around. Also, I really like the song title Watermelon Man. Just like, Watermelon Man. <laughs> just like, I'll be, I'll be your Watermelon Man. And there's versions of Watermelon Man. This was Herbie Hancock's second version of it. There's a version of it on, on his first album. And this one's fully revised. <laughs> but in between that, al- that version and this version, it was a big hit for... I'm spacing on the name. Is it Dexter Gordon or Chikoria? No, no, it was neither of them. No. I'll think of it in a second. T- uh, Tickled Pink by Mongo Hell Santa Maria. Oh, there Sorry. you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about the Nina and the Penta? Them too. And, and the Mongo Santa Maria. <laughs> <laughs> if I yep. had to choose which of those boats to ride on, I would... I'd, I'd be on the Mongo. Absolutely be on the Mongo <laughs> Santa Maria. The good ship Mongo <laughs> Santa Maria. <laughs>
this is like an early CD for me somehow. Oh yeah. Like yeah, it was it was at the time where you would check out CDs from the library. Yep. And this just happened. Burn them? No, I didn't burn them or anything. I just listen. Just. You can just throw them in the fireplace and you're done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I would. I got this one because I think the cover was so engaging. I was like, that's a cool looking thing. And I think I had heard of Herbie Hancock. I was like a teenager. And I got it on and I didn't know exactly what to think because it was in that era where I'm starting to get into like, oh, what's Bitches Rube about? What's, you know, all this like other jazz stuff about? And it's, it kind of floored me because it was so like groove based. It was so like soul based, but then there's all this like the souling within each of the songs was was really engaging. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I um, was in the car, uh, and I'd been listening to it on Spotify, and Sheila was there, and like I was just like, yeah, I'd, you know, pick up wherever I, I stopped last time, yeah. and it was like in the middle of Sly, and like she just looked at me, she's like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Like, <laughs> what are you doing to me? It's pretty busy. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I, I can't, I can't do this. Um, Does she have a panic attack? No, but like she, she was, she was very cross. <laughs> very cross indeed. I could see, yeah, I could see picking up like a middle section of this. It was this weird. And it just being, It yeah. was weird. It's like, I'm sorry, the song worked. <laughs> it's specifically that song, because I, I had a similar moment I, I i was painting a room and i was listening to this and i was vibing out and i was getting to like a like a, a stressful corner to paint like around like some molding and it was right during where the song sly in the middle is just getting really busy and hectic <laughs> and it was like every beat every beat every beat <laughs> and i was like ah! <laughs> so who all is on this record this is uh, you got Herbie Hancock on on all the keys. Uh huh. You've got Benny Maupin mm-hmm. on sax and other reeds. Uh, he's the only holdover from Herbie's old band. He he disbanded his old band, put together almost an entirely new band because he was try- he was going for a different thing. You know, yeah. like <laughs> his stuff was so uh, heady and heavy that he thought he had explored that as much as he could, and he wanted to do something just kind of like light and snappy. Yeah. So he put together this funk band. Uh, so yeah, Bernie Bernie Maupin is the holdover. Uh, Paul Jackson is on bass. And you've got Harvey Mason on drums. And then Bill Summers uh, plays a, a lot of auxiliary stuff, including beer bottles. Yeah. Okay. He, he, I can't even pronounce half the things that he's playing, like the right. extra percussion stuff. But I, yeah, Herbie plays Fender Rhodes, Clavinet, Arp Odyssey synthesizers, and Arp soloist. So, very cool. I was wondering what synths he was on. He was, um, the albums before this, too, I think you would really like. Like, they have a bit of that weird, the weird synth stuff going on. And it, it's a little more experimental. But it's, it's very cool stuff. All right. Very cool. Then in 10 years, we get to Future Shock. Yeah. Are we going to cover Future Shock? I imagine so. Yeah, right? Rock it. Don't stop it. I have a personal story (laughs) about this record that uh, I cannot help but associate uh, with when I hear it. um, Because certain certain records just have that kind of impossible connection where you're like, oh, this is Link Forever. Uh, We have an old friend that most of us knew, uh, Vincent, who... 
he introduced this record to me because he would listen to Herbie Hancock like all the time. He was the guy that like when we met him, his college dorm just had like pictures of Herbie Hancock and Chick Corea on the walls. <laughs> and that's cool yeah. dudes. And, yeah. and he was the dude that had a MIDI saxophone. And, I remember that video. Oh surprise. yeah. And so he was and he was into this like record cuz this record's great and everybody was into this record. But like the stuff that he was into that's like the extension of this when it really gets into the weird like electronic keyboards like into that MIDI universe um that like Herbie Hancock and Chick Corea would do. It it got it got buck. And uh <laughs> anyway, I just like I love it when you have that person who's like this is their thing. Yeah. And he was that guy for me. Yeah. And and he honestly like it was a joy. Yeah. A joy to listen to this stuff. You see? It fucking it should, fades it out. What the fuck? Out. They ended this song <laughs> four <laughs> goddamn <laughs> times. <laughs> <laughs> no, they fucking <laughs> faded <laughs> out. That, no, that, that's how I would have done it. I would have done the like <laughs> yeah, cha cha cha. Yeah. That would have been a good one. Cha cha cha. <laughs> Side step, cha cha cha. Ole. Ranch. So many good endings. Uh, but yeah, you could have picked any of those. I just, I, it's it, on you, Herbie. It, it's such a tight fucking song. I don't understand why they faded it out. I do love, yeah, with the tight huh. rhythm like that. There's something so attractive about a snappy ending. Unless that's them subverting my expectations. Yeah, that's possible. Mm. And I hate it because none of the other songs do that. Or maybe that song went on for another 18 minutes. Yeah, that, I think that is the risk of assuming that they intended it to end when it did. Uh, you know, Totally it's like fair. That, that could have been an editor saying, I hate to do this to you, fellas, but this song is now 40% as long. Or maybe like right <laughs> maybe after the, the fade out, Herbie that, just hits like a real sour note. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a ah, real honker, yeah. Shit. <laughs> All right, well, we'll just fade it out right before then. Yeah. I was wondering about the tape, too. How much, how much is on a tape reel? More than that. Yeah. I actually don't know, but I know you, you know, you re-record over them all the time. 20, 20, I mean, 20 30 had, minutes? We, we've had full side songs multiple times. Yeah. I guess yeah. you can always splice the tapes, too. Yeah, like you yeah. Can, you, can, you can record on one tape and then turn on Absolutely. the other ones, and then you just splice it. Yeah, that's true. Oh, boy. Yeah. Bringing back memories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah, Watermelon Man. That's such a Got fucking... such a good feeling yeah this is a really cool record mm-hmm. I think it's just like it's the kind of record I don't have that much to say about it because I just think it's got great vibe they got a bunch of great people in a room they got some really cool rhythms going and they figured out how to make those rhythms into a palatable song um, but you know it's, it's there's it's, it's reined in it's yeah like a yeah. reined in jazz it's not it's it's almost like jam more than it is jazz like in a yeah Speaking of, like, most of the versions of covers of Chameleon are just, name a jazz band, or jam band, like a festival jam band, they've probably covered Chameleon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I think, it's interesting, it's bridging a gap between uh, funk and jazz, and honestly, yeah, jam music, and, like, this is the kind of stuff that, like, Modesky, Martin, and Wood oh, definitely yeah. grew up listening to. Yeah, and this was is like this is what they want. I was know? gonna I was gonna mention them because they, it seems like their entire like career was it's this ba- based on this, <laughs> this like, album. Yeah, and like I mean, and it's it's maybe they don't have quite the swagger, but like they yeah. have the musicianship and they have the you know this the style that they are uh, are I think going for or at least influenced by. Yeah. 
good stuff. It's hard to mess with. Sly is dedicated to Sly Stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of, I, I figured. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. nice. And Herbie played with him, if I'm not mistaken. That's uh, cool. But it wasn't I believe like it, he wasn't in the band. But I mean, Herbie played with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people. The uh, mask on the cover. Mm-hmm. I always. Knew it was supposed to like resemble like a like an Ivory Coast like African mask. Mm-hmm. I always assumed it was. I always thought it was actually a uh, like one of those like plunk and a quarter sightseeing like see mm-hmm. the see the Empire State Building sure. things. Oh, but like it, a telescope. Yeah, like one yeah. of those like tourist like yeah pay, pay scopes. But I guess uh, like the eyes and mouth of it are are supposed to resemble like tape head demagnifiers. Hmm. Magnetizer. Magnetizer. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it, yeah. It looks like a de- demagnetizer. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, but also I, kind of cool because it's you know could indicate something like a rewriting, mm. funk rewriting jazz yeah. or you know, sort of having some allusions to that stuff. Also, the band in the background too. Yeah. It's ah. It's really cool. Cool colors. It's yeah. Good. That's why I picked it up. I mean, because of the pretty colors. Because of yeah, because of the cover. I was um, like, this the is, old vinyl. This is awesome. No, no, just when I was browsing the library. Mm-hmm. Oh, back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, this record I think would sound real good on vinyl uh, with a like a tube amp. That'd be real tight. Yeah. It's just got that like bump that you want. Yeah. yeah. Low end, and then like the you know, reedy instruments. It's like. Be a good one. Hot drumming. All right, what do you think, Rob? Shit hot, man. I, yeah. I love it. I, I, I don't... Uh, I find no fault in any of the four songs with the exception of the... Uh, of fading the, out. The f- fading out in the first one. It it, it still irks me. Um, but no, total positive. Bring that with one with you to the group. Yeah, all, if, if I meet Herbie, I'm going to be like, Hey, man. Hey, Herbie. <laughs> Loved Rock. Let me give you a tip. Loved Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you let Spud Webb use that in that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that called? It was, shit, come on, no. It's hey, over. No, no, lost the it. Sports Illustrated uh, basketball things that you got with the subscription, like it came, it was a videotape that came, and uh, then you also, it was that or, or the football, football phone. phone. It yeah. was that or the football phone, and we got that. Oh, we had the football phone. Yeah. Well, this had like, uh, like you know, uh, I, I think Michael Jordan like slammed Duncan to take my breath away. And uh, <laughs> Was it just like and, uh, Dunk's no, highlight reel? Uh, yeah. And, uh, and yeah. fucking uh, Larry Bird was uh, Mellencamp Small Town. Uh, <laughs> and fucking, I, I think Spud, oh, I Spud Webb this. was Rocket. <laughs> I was born That's in a awesome. dunk yeah. town. <laughs> I was out there him and Charles Barkley. I don't know. Sorry. Remember I love the, it. Good. The Bloomington <laughs> band Slam Dunk. Oh yeah. And they'd play they had like a projector and they'd just play like like slow motion footage oh. of just like dunks and they're yep. just like heavy and slow. <laughs> yeah. I wanna bring that back. Yeah. That was dope. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, so is uh, uh, Headhunters by Herbie Hancock. <laughs> uh, I, Speaking of dope. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm really into this record. I'm going to be listening to it a lot, and I'm going to be looking for this and probably others of his. I like his style and sound, and and seriously, this band is hot. Tight.
This is a record I probably haven't heard in like 15 years, but I am definitely going to listen to it again. Uh, I think this is great. Uh, just like while you're just doing stuff and while you're hanging out, great tunes. It's it's a real listener for sure. Uh, I'm glad to hear it again. Uh, definitely a positive for me. Yeah, total positive for me. I mean, this is, I mean, if you like jazz, if you like funk, if you like soul, R&B, I mean, whatever you like, I feel like this is an album that everyone can kind of get behind and like rally behind. It's it's awesome. It's just got great players. It's it's, lots to like. Yeah, tons to like. It's like Jamiroquai without the vocals yeah. and the didgeridoo. <laughs> I don't uh, mind the vocals. Uh, I was going to say... <laughs> You know, this did really well. It's platinum. It was number one uh, U.S. jazz, number two U.S. R&B, and just 13th on the U.S. charts when it came out. So it was it was up there, and it was the largest selling jazz album of all time until George Benson's Breezin' hmm. in 1976. Benson. Yeah. <laughs> Benson. Uh, I thought I'd read a quote from Herbie Hancock, too, that was sort of about this album. He says, I began to feel that I had been spending so much time exploring the upper atmosphere of music and the more ethereal kind of far-out spacey stuff. Now, there was this need to take some more of the earth and to feel a little more tethered, a connection to the earth. I was beginning to feel that we, the sextet, were playing this kind of heavy music and i was tired of everyone being heavy i wanted to play something lighter well, that makes sense makes sense to me yeah uh, have you guys looked up how often this has been sampled no so many times oh i, I guess it isn't ha- so how often uh, samples. uh chameleon words of wisdom by tupac <laughs> dr knockboot by nas Get Up and Get Down by Coolio. Wow. Underwater Rhymes by Digital Underground. Money in the Brain by Cool G Rap. Open Your Eyes. Organized Confusion. We Don't Rock, We Don't Rap. Schooly D. Blacker by Ballistic Brothers. Groupie Love 213. Cell Phones Dead by Beck from The Information. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, Watermelon Man. Spinning the Wheel by George Michael. Heck yeah. Weird. That's such a huge variety of styles of artists. Yeah. You know? yeah. I hate to brag Shaquille O'Neal off oh, the album. Whoa. Shaq Diesel. <laughs> Stop there. Stop there. <laughs> you ain't going to get better than that. Oh, man. N- Nas does another one on the, the last track. But yeah, it's it's been sampled so many times. I forgot about Shaq Diesel. Yeah. Yep. Let's get to Shaq Diesel, guys. <laughs> Can't wait. Man, there was a month where like, that was the talk of my fourth grade class. <laughs> Was Shaq's rap album? Will the movie Kazam's soundtrack make an appearance? You in mean this Steel? Book? Uh, I mean the one where he's a genie. Wait, are you talking about Shazam, <laughs> starring uh, that uh, Sinbad? Sinbad? Yeah, the comedian in Shazam, right? No. I'm talking about Is the that, movie. That's one of the Berenstein no. Bears things, right? No. Where everyone remembers it, but it didn't happen. There's a Shaquille O'Neal one where he raps every line in the movie. Guys, we are literally in the t- darkest timeline. The Bear Berenstein Bears Berenstein Bernstein Bears thing is real. We, we the worlds have collided. This is a different serious. <laughs> worlds it collide. But there is, I'm referring to the Shaquille O'Neal movie where he is a genie who raps every line in the movie. It's horrific. Yes. Have you, have you seen the movie Steel? <laughs> I have not, but I'm he, he does with invent it. a wheelchair that allows the ladies to, to stand up and walk around. It's so the that's DC cool. movie, right? Apparently, that Sinbad movie, Shazam, never existed. <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't exist. Well, 
the, that's just called racism. You're just, you're that, just that, remembering that, it. That's wrong. just that's that's the internet lying to you. So whatever. <laughs> I, I know first kid exists. Starch kilo meal. So we're no, good. <laughs> don't say that. It's Sinbad. Um, House guest. House that was Jack Frost. Yeah. Oh, stop it. <laughs> With Eddie Murphy. Oh my god. That movie rules though. House guest is like a great movie. Phil Hartman is a treasure. Anyway, you're killing me. Alright. <laughs> Kill me, Rod and Jen. Alright, next time we'll be talking about Mott the Hoople. Mott. Oh. Alright, thanks, y'all.